You are listening to Her Time to Retire, a podcast dedicated to helping women gain the knowledge, confidence, and support they need to achieve financial success and emotional fulfillment when planning for retirement. If you are ready to finally take charge of your financial life, then keep listening. Your hosts are Glenn Price and Jonathan Scott founders of Keystone Financial Resources in Brentwood, Tennessee. Both men specialize in crafting individualized retirement plans for women and have a passion for helping women discover and achieve their retirement goals. Glenn is a husband and father of four who was taught early in life through his relationship with his grandmother how a woman can not only take charge of her own destiny, but also positively influence the lives of her family and friends that surround her. Jonathan, husband and father of three, attributes his own success to the strong women in his life, including his wife Brooke and his mother Suzanne. Both men together want to help more women live out their dreams in retirement. As always, if you have retirement questions, their phone lines are open at 615-661-9554, or you can visit their website to browse information, view upcoming events, or subscribe to the Her Time to Retire weekly newsletter. Just visit www.keystonefinancialresources.com. Now relax and enjoy the conversation. Well, welcome everyone to Her Time to Retire podcast, where uh, we help women to learn how to take control of their finances and their destinies. My name is Glenn Price, and I'm going to be your host today. And today we're going to be talking with our guest, Courtney Grimes, and she's going to be talking about uh, empty nesters or women of retirement age who are alone, divorced or widowed, and how that can affect mental health and social health. Uh, Well, before we get into our show, Courtney, I want to welcome you to our show today. Good to see you. Thank you you so much for having me. You bet. Well, I want to tell everyone a little bit about you before we get started, okay? Courtney's passion for helping others is evident upon meeting her, and through the power of acceptance and commitment, Courtney is able to facilitate lasting change among individuals, families, and systems by promoting hope throughout all circumstance. Courtney is a psychotherapist in Nashville. She serves as the clinical director for the nonprofit Renewed and as the founder and CEO of her own treatment center on Music Row for depression and anxiety as well that's called The Collective. She maintained regular radio spots on a sports psychotherapist as a commentator for the Tennessee Titans and other athletes around the country, and has been featured in numerous local magazines and publications, including Nashville Lifestyles, In Focus, and the Nashville Scene, and starred in an HGTV television series called Interiors, Inc. Committed to shifting social undercurrent, Courtney's desire to create the collective aims to model compassion and understanding towards self and others in order to heal, protect, educate, and advocate for a life well lived. Courtney strongly believes in and reminds others that sustainable change is possible from the inside out. Uh, Courtney, I love that. And, and again, we're so glad that you're here today. Uh, you know, just curious, how did you tell us a little bit about the listeners, how you got into this and where this passion really grew from? Sure. That's a great question. I have a pretty eclectic background, actually. I'm from Atlanta, Georgia, and moved to Nashville um, in 1998 to become a part of the music industry here. And so I have been in the music industry that first kind of 10 years I was in Nashville. And while I was in the entertainment industry, I came uh, pretty close and personal, got up kind of close and personal with a lot of folks suffering from a lot of different, um, a a lot of different things. 
that lifestyle is hectic and it's chaotic. It can be very um, jarring and unstable, right? Mm-hmm, it's sure. all about, you know, the hit, right? It's, you know, the song of the year, the hit of the year. And so I'd watch folks, you know, be on top of the world one year and then a year later at the bottom of a pit. And it really broke my heart. Um, I also went through um, my own eating disorder recovery at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did a lot of counseling. I got a lot of mental health assistance that really helped me come out on the other side of all of this, realizing how incredible life can be, um, how amazing day-to-day existence can be for folks who have the tools to do it well. And mental health, sadly, isn't something that is talked about a whole lot no. in our culture, in our society. And what what I learned um, with my own journey and my own process is that you know the brain, the computer system controls everything in your life. And if that is malfunctioning or malfiring or um, acting up in some way, um, mm-hmm. you're gonna you will definitely see and feel and experience repercussions from that. And so after after my time in the entertainment industry, and after my own recovery process, I decided to go back to school and get another round of degrees. And um, I will spend the rest of my life helping other women out of this hole, out of this path, no matter what circumstances they find themselves in. I um, I know in my heart that this is my purpose and this is my calling um, to do. This is this is the body of work that I'm here to leave behind in my lifetime is to help others through this. Well, that's fantastic, and something that you said uh, so true. It's like mental health is one of those taboo things that we avoid, we, you know, um, we just can write people off. And, and the reality is, is in, and even the word addiction, you know, you hear that word and you automatically think somebody's, you know, an alcoholic or a drug addict and, and those type things, which are real issues. But, but the, but addiction is a lot of different things. It could be a number of different things. And, and the reality is, is that we, we don't, have the tools. We don't know what to do. I heard someone say, you know, you, everyone is either an addict or they're in recovery <laughs> of some in some way. I mean, we can be addicted to spending too much money, you know, or eating too much or food or working or whatever it is. Uh, but so much of this stuff starts at an early age. Would you agree with that? You know, our childhoods, Absolutely. the trauma that happens in our life, even as an adult, you know, we're talking about divorce and and losing a spouse. I mean, those type things can really trigger and cause these things to, you know, to uh, to really affect us. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And something else I think that's very misunderstood about trauma and addiction and how those things are linked. I think when we all go through trauma in our life and make no doubt about it, no one gets out of this lifetime without some trauma. Right. And we have that's what exactly we call right. Right. We call capital T traumas, which is the same effect, traumatic effect on any human anywhere. Things like going through a natural disaster or um, being in a building that burns down or being held at gunpoint. There are certain things that we call capital T traumas, meaning that it would be traumatic for anybody ever, ever who went through that. But I think something that's overlooked is what we call lowercase t traumas. For instance, some of the high school girls that I work with, I could talk to one girl one day who is suffering trauma from the fact that she just made her first B in her life in school. Wow. Right. But then I can talk to another girl the very next day who's thrilled to pieces and her parents are going to let her stay out an hour later because she got all C's. Yeah. Right. And so it's very 
Yeah, it's very subjective and no one gets out of this lifetime without at least a few lowercase t traumas. And here's what's amazing is whether it's a big trauma or a little trauma, your brain's affected the same way. Yeah. Your brain can slip into depression and anxiety, um, see the world very, you know, fearfully. And so things like addiction show up to medicate that thing. We turn to things outside of ourselves to try to take away that pain, to try to medicate ourselves. And then before we know it, whatever we've turned to can can grab a hold of us pretty quickly without us even realizing it. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. You know, that uh, it's a coping mechanism. It's 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 how do we survive and and when those times come, it's like you said, you know, what is it that what is it that that you turn to? Uh, and uh, you may become, you know, very apathetic and just kind of withdraw uh, and, and disengage with people. But what we see, and my wife and I talk about this, is that so many people don't know, they, they don't have the tools, they, they don't know how to deal with conflict uh, in relationships uh, effectively, uh, and, um, and when that fear inside of us gets stirring, then just there's no telling what can come out. It's different for everyone. But uh, uh, so let's talk for a moment about, you know, what what happens to empty nesters um, and, and women of retirement age who are alone uh, and how that can affect their, you know, their 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 mental and their social health. Because we see that as, you know, Jonathan and I, uh, uh, as financial advisors and financial planners, uh, we work with a lot of a lot of uh, women that are single that are widowed, that are divorced. And, you know, our passion to help these women uh, succeed and end well uh, is, is stemmed from, you know, some powerful women that, uh, that impacted us. For Jonathan, it was his mom, and for me, it was my grandmother. And, mm-hmm. and we just, but when you start looking at the numbers, you and I were talking about this the other day, the numbers of, of women that struggle financially, you know, when, when, when they're, now they're on their own when their husband was the primary breadwinner for, you know, for most of their life. And, and now they're having to deal with this new life and, and the, the, the emotional impact that comes with that. And so many times they just, they, they, they stick their head in the sand, that they don't even look at their finances. They just, they don't, they don't know what to do. They're scared. So let's talk a little bit about that and what you see and how you, how you help uh, women like that. Yeah, I'm that, that I'm thank you so much for asking. I think this is something that um, we all need to be talking about. Um, women especially, we need to be talking to each other about this. Uh, but like you said before, for some reason, um, our culture, our society sort of demands that we appear all put together and everything's fine and um, I, I've got it all under control when really there we just we tend to avoid things that are painful and scary. And um if anyone thinks that going through a loss, such as a death of a partner or a divorce or children leaving the home and growing up and having their own families when you were the primary caretaker, if anybody thinks those things are not traumatic, they are sorely mistaken. Of course they are. I witnessed it with my own mother. Um, my father has and is the primary breadwinner for my family of origin. And my mother, when, when my little brother and I graduated high school, graduated college, grew up, started our own families, things like that. She felt very useless. She mm-hmm. felt purposeless. She didn't know what to do anymore because she had been a mom for 20 years. 
Mm. Right. And so I watched her go through a lot of um, depression. She was very worried about the future. She was very sad, almost grieving the death of her previous chapter, her previous life. Right. And so I think that's something that's not talked about a whole lot with women of retirement age who either um, are now are now trying to manage finances for their for the first time ever. Um, It can be very overwhelming. It can be, um, I think, really disarming how unequipped we can be um, to tackle that, especially when we as women are sort of um, demanded to be good at everything. We're supposed to be good at everything. Great moms, great um, entrepreneurs, wonderful wives have physically looked gorgeous. Of it. There's, we're supposed to be, that's kind of the expectation. So I think a lot for a lot of us um, at retirement age, when finances feel foreign, uh, scary, um, overwhelming, I think it's almost, it can be almost a knee jerk reaction to sort of, no, I, I, I can't, it's, it's too much. I, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. And so I think the emotional impact of that, um, it can make us feel really scared. It can make us feel, um, a little hopeless, I think. Um, and our reaction to that could be to isolate or to search for something to help, help medicate that. Uh, additionally, I think what is grossly underaddressed in our in our culture is what I'm calling social health. Mm-hmm. I think community and the fact that just the fact that you have me on this podcast right now to start a conversation about this is so wonderful because everybody's going through it. If anybody's hearing my voice right now and resonating with anything that we're talking about, you are not the only one. I guarantee it. I, I talk to people all day, every day yes. in the same but nobody knows each other and nobody's talking about this with each other. And so everybody has to suffer alone and in silence. I'm thinking this would be so much better if I could get all of us in the same room and we could just talk about it. Well, you know, and it's, it's so, it's so freeing once you, once you uh, can learn that, that you can have a voice and to speak up and talk about those, those traumatic things in your life. You know, I've, I've, I had a traumatic childhood, and, and, and my, my wife and I, we've been married for 26 years. We've got four beautiful kids, but we've just, you know, we, we celebrated one year uh, on Thanksgiving of, of coming out of a very difficult season in our, in our life and in our marriage. And, and, uh, and, and so now it's like because we were able to get the tools that you talked about, we're able to get the help. Uh, and help us work through those th- those those things. Um, mm-hmm. It's the the gift that it's given us today is amazing. And so you know, I I have a what I call a, a a life coach that I meet with on a regular basis. You know, we have our children. You know, as they're going through, I've got a 21 year old, uh, a soon to be 19 year old, a 16 year old, and a 10 year old. And the the older three have all met with 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 a counselor or life coach, someone to talk and help them, you know, the pressures in school or whatever it is. And it is so helpful when you can get that stuff out there and then you can, and you, and you can work through that. Uh, Mm -hmm. And uh, so I just love what you're doing there at the collective. And tell me a little bit about that. How long have you, when did you start the collective? Yeah, I well, I've been in private practice as a psychotherapist for almost 10 years. And one of the things that has really bothered me about um, our healthcare system, well, there's several things, primarily the fact insurance, <laughs> I can't get insurance on board with so much of this. Um, 
one of the things that has been on my heart for years about the way that we practice healthcare is everything everything seems to be done on an individual basis, Mm -hmm. right? So for instance, I could scoop somebody up and she and I could do amazing mental, emotional, spiritual work together and really get this woman in an an incredibly safe, stable place. Mm -hmm. But what happens when she goes back out into the world, into her daily life, um, and it's the same environment that kind of made her sick in the first place, Mm -hmm. What happens? We all go back to our old malady. We go right back. That's exactly right. That's right. And so in my world, we call that relapse. Now, people hear the word relapse. And like you said, they think about drugs and alcohol, but it's all kinds of things we can relapse with. Basically, it's the idea that we go back to things that don't work. We're going back. But the problem is we're going back to an environment that's not working. Mm -hmm. And so at the collective, what I decided to do was start a program Um, that's all outpatient, everything's scheduled around work schedules, school schedules, um, things like that to make it as convenient for everyone as possible. But what we do is we eliminate, I'm interested in getting down to the core and eliminating rooted depression, Mm. rooted anxiety, the pain that has been unaddressed in someone's core that bubbles up and has to be managed by all of these behaviors. Mm -hmm. I wanna get rid of that. If I can get down in there into someone's core and heal that original wound, everything else goes away and takes care of itself. Mm -hmm. And part of the way that we are doing that is to create a healthy community, right? Mm -hmm. So I move people through in very small, like small groups, just very four or five people at a time. Mm -hmm. And we do some really great work as a group. Then at the end of the program, They get to meet all the groups that have graduated before them. And then they're always introduced to all the groups graduating after them. So slowly but surely their social environment can change and they have access to all of these people who have adaptive coping techniques, who have Mm. been healed of the depression and the anxiety, who are well-minded people. We all speak the same language. We know how to do relationship in a healthy way. And that is working. And we're watching people go through this program. I haven't had one person relapse. That's amazing. One person go back to old stuff. They've got a healthy community now in which to thrive. You know, when I hear that, that word relapse, what I immediately think about it is is someone that that does not have the tools they don't know or maybe they've been exposed but they they, they've not learned because this is it's like a skill that you have to learn how to use the tools and when to use the tools and and so uh, i love Mm -hmm. what you're talking about and and um i've got a group of guys that i meet with uh every week and uh and uh and these guys have you know are successful men but they've, their lives have, have, have hit some bumpy spots in their life and, have, and hit some real challenges. And, you know, it's just so freeing to be able to have a real conversation with men uh, about the, the challenges and the struggles and the fears uh, and, and the confidence. And, the, you know, that's the healing part. It's like you're just there to facilitate, you know, you, you know, I mean, the Lord, the Lord can, can, can lead us and bring healing, but, but you're a tool. You know, you mm-hmm. provide a tool and, and then to help equip these women mm-hmm. to, to know what to do. Uh, I mean, it, it's so exciting uh, because you know, and I know that it's so rewarding for you uh, uh, because you see their lives literally change. And it's like yes. there's a light bulb that goes off and it's like, man, everything starts making more sense. 
you know, how you manage your money, how you manage your time, how you manage relationships, relationships that, you know what, I don't, that relationship is not good for me. I don't need that relationship in my life. You learn how to set boundaries. I mean, there's just so, it's like, oh my gosh, I really didn't start learning how to live until I was about, you know, 47, 48 years old. Yes. You know what I mean? It's like, what have I been doing all this time? <laughs> exactly. And what's so rewarding, too, is to watch how these women come through the program, bond so intensely oh, with all of the other women. But all, not only that, they're taking what they're using and going back to people in their own lives and teaching this to the people around them. And so when we talk about shifting a social undercurrent, this is how we do it. We've got to get, we've got to teach people how to fish, not give them a fish. Exactly. That's exactly right. You know, even in my relationship with, with Martha, you know, she has a group of women that, that she meets with and talks with. And when we're having challenges in our marriage, instead of us trying to hash it out, she takes it to her, to her lady friends yes. and, and they're able to talk and she's able to say things to them that she can't say to me. And then it, it, it empowers her to come back and to deal with the conflict or maybe they help her see something that's, Hey, you know what? You need to start, you need to look at yourself here, you know, because they tell her the truth, but it's just ha me having the group of guys and my wife having women. It's just made our relationship. Uh, it's helped me in my working relationships. It's just helped me so much. So I just think that, what you're doing there is, uh, is, is phenomenal. Uh, you know, what would you say, there's women right now that, that are hearing this that are, they feel stuck. You know, uh, uh, speak to that. Like, you know, they're in that place of, of depression. You know, speak to what they're feeling now and how would you, what would you say to them to help guide them out to, to begin to, to get to a place where they can get, get some help? That's it. Thank you for that. I, what I would offer first and foremost is the fact that shame tends to live in the dark. Mm -hmm. And so the more we keep things to ourselves and the more we isolate from other people and we don't seek resources and people to help you and to love you and to guide you and to stay with you through the process, the more the shame um, and the embarrassment of feeling inadequate is going to start to take over your life. We see it all the time. It happened to me. Um, I think more of the same produces more of the same, right? So yes. when someone feels stuck, we almost call it an opposite action um, behavior, right? So what you want to do is kind of stay home, not tell anybody, try to figure it all out yourself, but then it's too overwhelming and you're not sure how to figure it out. And you, maybe you need somebody who's objective, who can look into your life and offer a point of view that isn't yours, but you're too shameful to tell it, make the move speak up, um, love yourself enough to take care of yourself. When people, by the time people end up in my office, a lot of the times they're already, they've already been suffering for so long, for so long until they feel like there's no way out. And someone like me is a last resort. And what I would offer to anyone listening who feels stuck make the move. Don't wait until you're so in a pit of despair where you feel so hopeless. This, the tools that we have, the training that we have essentially teaches you, it's like an owner's manual for your brain. You yes. get one with your car, you get one with your iPhone. This is the owner's manual for your, your central computer system. And so a lot of what we can offer can be preventative. 
a lot of what we can offer can help you not get into that. Don't wait until it's too late. Mm -hmm. If you are feeling stuck, we get you unstuck. This is what I do. This is what I, all I do. This is what I'm called to do. Mm -hmm. um, it's, you don't have to stay stuck and you do not have to figure this out on your own at all. Well, we can absolutely help. This is what, this is what we do. Yeah, well, that, that's amazing. You know, I, I, I wrote down something you said, you know, love yourself enough. And, mm -hmm. you know, uh, in, in my own personal journey, you know, the, the, the codependency, uh, you know, I was a, a first child, firstborn, and, you know, I was in a try to take care of everybody, an approval seeker, trying to be the best at everything that I did. And, and I didn't know how to take care of myself. And I didn't even think it was okay to take care of myself because I was so focused on taking care of others and trying to manage all these relationships. And, and it wasn't until I pulled away and began to realize that, wait a minute, I've got to, I got to, you know, I got to love myself. If, you know, I heard somebody say, if you can't love yourself, you can't love anybody else. Mm -hmm. And, and so it redefined what love was for me and, and, and being able to say no, uh, you know, with the holidays coming up, you know, I know mm -hmm. people get <laughs> the anxiety level goes up because you get together with family and, mm -hmm. you know, uh, it's many of those family members, you know, uh, that, uh, that, that started some of the problems. You know, I, I, I tell people, I say, you know, when we're born, it's like we've got this operating system. Mm -hmm. And it starts out perfect because that's how God made us. But, yeah. then, but then, you know, people get involved, our parents, and, and, and they're doing the best that they know. You know, thank God for the tools we have today because I think back, my, my parents didn't have the same tools that we have access to. But the, but the, the chaos in their life, it it it, it kind of uh, begins to distort that operating system, and it, and now it begins to to operate in a, in an unhealthy way, and then you begin to develop what I think of these survival skills yes. to try to 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 try to, to to get through the 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 feelings and all of that. So taking care of yourself is really really important, uh, and and you know for those women that are out there listening that. You know, uh, you're you're struggling with coming into the holidays with the family. Hey, listen to what Courtney's saying. You know, pick up the phone, and uh, in a minute, Courtney, I'm going to let you tell them a little bit about how they can how they can reach you, uh, because it's very very important. Emotional health and mental health is it's it's so critical that you give attention to that because it affects everything else in your life. I could not agree more. And just I would love to speak a little bit to two things that you said that really jumped out at me that really resonated with me the idea of taking care of yourself right like i grew up with the understanding um that taking care of yourself was selfish mm. i should always be focused on others i should always take care of other people and what i was never taught was how to put myself first I was taught to put myself last. It was God, others, self. That's how I was taught, right? Mm -hmm. The problem with that is by the time I would get to taking care of myself, I was so empty and so depleted that I couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. I continued to try to pour into others, but I couldn't because you cannot pour anything from an empty vessel. Mm -hmm. You can't do it. Yeah, You've got good. Take care of yourself. You and it's the it's the idea. You know, they talk about being on the airplane when the air when the masks drop, when the oxygen masks drop. 
you need to put the oxygen mask on the child before you put your own on that or you no, sorry you have to put your own on before yes, you help your child. that's right mm -hmm. it's the same idea it's like you've got to make sure that you are getting your needs met so that you can help other people around you and that you can um, care for others around you but if you what i see a lot of the times is uh, women who have have um, negated their own needs for so long, they don't even know what they need anymore. Yeah. I'll ask them, what What do you need? Like, I, I don't know. No one's ever asked me that. I'm thinking, oh my, okay, we, we got, we got to back up. And so I think the idea of, you know, loving yourself to take care of yourself really just means knowing what you need mm -hmm. and being able to get the need met. It's just, and it does not make you selfish. It makes you healthy. It makes you full. Um, I think that everything in the universe boils down to either love or fear and i don't think you, i don't think you get both i think you have to choose one to operate out of and and i think what we what we primarily do at the collective is shift operating manuals from manuals of fear to manuals of love mm, that's that is that is amazing and and it, and it's so needed i bet you guys are um uh, there's no shortage of 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 people out there for you to help because you know again we all uh we all bring our stuff to the to the table and absolutely uh, you know and and, and the, but the most important thing and what i'm learning in, in my own life is that you know for years i've carried this stuff in a bag mm -hmm. i forget that movie where the guy's climbing up the mountain and he's dragging all of his stuff with him you know yes. and uh and and you know he's a he's He's, he's more dangerous that way, and he's, he's putting his, his, his people that he's with in danger because he's trying to carry the stuff. And it's like, you know what, we gotta, we got to stop, take a deep breath, and as, and as hard as it may be, as scary as it may be, as painful as it may be, we got to open that bag, and we got to mm -hmm. start pulling the stuff out, and we got to start right. working through it and, uh, uh, and, and, and taking ownership of, of what's ours and what's not. And, That's right. Uh, so, and how to pull the difference. That's, and know how to tell the difference. That's exactly right. Well, how can uh, tell us how how people can get in touch with you? Um, we would love to hear from anybody. We would love to work with you and teach you everything that we know. Give you every tool in the bucket that we possibly can. Um, invite you into the community. There is so there are so many people here just waiting to love you, waiting to support you. You are not alone. Um, give us a call. Our our phone number is six one five. 571-2075. And you can also go to our website. There's a little form you can fill out and we will get back to you the same day. Our website is mycollectivecare.com. My Collective Care. Now you've got a team of people that, that work there with you, yes? Yes. Our program includes obviously therapy, um, an incredible group curriculum. We go over all kinds of things. We teach you about boundaries, empowerment, how to get out of a victim role in your own life, how to take charge, um, how to do relationships well, how to get rid of that depression and anxiety. We, you get a personalized uh, dietitian, someone who really sits down with you and creates a personalized eating plan, making sure that you're eating things that are nutritionally sound 
Mm-hmm. for getting rid of depression and anxiety, helping heal any issues with food. We have a private nurse practitioner who you get to see um, every single week for as long as you want, um, who can help with any kind of holistic vitamin supplements. We can implement medication if we need to. We can run blood work just top to bottom to make sure that the physical body is um, is where we need her to be. Um, and then we have yoga classes, we have massage therapy, Um, we try to encompass the whole human, not just a diagnosis, not just depression, not just anxiety, we want to really know you and love you as a whole human. Well, I, uh, I feel the 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 sincerity in your voice, I can see it in your eyes. And I know that you really love what you do, and that you're really called to do what you do. And you know, we've had people say why, you know, Glenn, Jonathan, why do y'all have these types of podcast where you talk about these things. You guys are financial advisors. Well, here's what we know to be true is that, you know, money is just a tool and it's mm-hmm. our desire that, that, that the, 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 the money that people have accumulated can be used to improve the quality of their life. However, uh, unless they know how to truly live, which deals with what we're talking about today, mm-hmm. it, they will not live the life that they were made to live. And that's okay. truly Jonathan and I's both desire is for people to not only do well with their and end well financially, but but mm-hmm. to live the life they were made to live. And part of that journey is being healthy on the emotional mm-hmm. side and the mental side. And, and 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 I see it's sad. It's very sad. I see so many you know people that come in and it's like oh my gosh they're not they're not living, mm-hmm. and uh, and they may have all kinds of money. It's not about having the money. Uh, that's right. it, it's about having you know, the emotional, the EQ, that emotional quotient. So many people have a low EQ and it's people like you. That's why I love what you do, Courtney. And I, and I love your passion for what you do. And ladies, uh, I know that the things that we've talked about today have, have touched you in some form or fashion. So I promise do yourself a favor and pick up the phone and, and, and call uh, the collective, look them up online. And I promise you, uh, yeah, you will be cared for, and, uh, and, and you will know that you've left someone who truly cares about you. So, Courtney, thank you again for coming on our show today. And uh, I promise, uh, well, I was going to ask you, you know, you think I could ever get you back? I would love to. <laughs> okay, because there's more that we could talk about, right? Tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, that's right. Well, I want to thank everyone out there who's been listening and again, thank you, Courtney Grimes, for, for joining us today. Uh, uh, take her up on the offer. Reach out to her. And uh, if we can help you, call the office here at 615-661-9554, or you can find us at keystonefinancialresources.com. Have a great day. You have been listening to Her Time to Retire with Glenn Price and Jonathan Scott. Glenn and Jonathan would love to talk to you and answer any of your retirement questions. All listeners can take advantage of a free 15-minute consultation with Glenn and Jonathan, whether via a phone call, Zoom meeting, or in person. You can schedule your consultation by calling 615-661-9554 or by visiting our website at www.keystonefinancialresources.com. Thanks for listening. 
The opinions expressed by Keystone Financial Resources and guests on this podcast are their own and do not reflect the opinions of this station. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable, although it should not be relied upon as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. Strategies mentioned may not be suitable for everyone. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. Before acting on any information mentioned, please consult with a qualified tax or investment advisor to determine if it is suitable for your specific situation. This program is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with regard to subject covered. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, or BCM, a registered investment advisor. BCM and Keystone Financial Resources are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents.